Hi, everyone. This is Coach Billsfan187 here with Coach, uh, we'll just say the coach of the Hershey Colts. Not sure he wants me to yeah, say that Coach Amy Dave. But regardless, we'll move on. Here to talk about two great players, one from each of our programs. Both, as I understand it, are on the third all-time team, all-time third team for the PNTT tournament. I'm talking about Shaheem Baker, who played a variety of positions in the front court for my Salt Lake City Denizens, and Zachary Whitmer, who I think was primarily a small forward for the Hershey Colts. Is that true there, Coach? Yeah, almost exclusively. He was an excellent rebounder, so I tried him at power forward on occasion, but he didn't score as well from that position. But he did score very well from small forward, for sure. He was a dynamic Absolutely. player. Uh, yeah. He he had a bit of a run there, even in the NTT, the one less letter name tournament that happens at the end of the season that I know some of you might pay attention to. He made that in, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, you think this is a false characterization, but when he was a senior, there there wasn't a whole lot around him, and he pulled you all the way to the Sweet 16, if I'm not mistaken, in the NTT. Is that right? Oh, he definitely carried the team, no question. Yeah, and uh, he had a very good PNTT career as well. So I guess we'll start with him. As I said, both of these players, Whitmer and Baker, were on the third team all time, but Whitmer had arguably the higher high in the sense that he was the player of the year in the tournament one year. So I guess take it from the beginning. When you first landed Zachary Whitmer, uh, he was a 4-4 tie, I think. I just went back and looked. You know, what was the reaction? What was it like to see that you brought him in uh, and then to see him on your coach page? Um, yeah, he was a 4-4 tie, and I was thrilled. And the way I look at it is, is um, you know, I look at and see who I get, and then I go to um, the page, and I saw that I had a very highly ranked recruiting um, class. And so um, I was thrilled until <laughs> uh, Whitmer, who was a plus seven, came in at good shot and fair defense and fair athlete. So his pluses, or his excellence, I should say, were in places that I weren't, wasn't really all that excited about. And to have a GS guy who not only was a 4-4 tie, but I thought he was better than a 4-4 tie, uh, was extremely disappointing until he started to play. Sure, exactly. And I mean, for those of you who are doing the math there at home, that's excellent hands, excellent rebounding, excellent intelligence to add up to plus seven despite those disappointing ratings at the beginning and the end. But, I mean, really, you can look at his career stats, and we all know about how good he was, 21.9 points per game uh, overall, similar numbers in the PNTT. I mean, it didn't seem like those, you know, the good shot and fair athlete really held him back from being an elite scorer, right? No, to the contrary. I, I would yeah, – the only thing that made me question um, – between good and excellent shot is he wasn't a great three-point shooter. So maybe that, in fact, he wasn't a great free-throw shooter. So that may be what held him back from being an excellent shot. But he, for his career, he was just under 50%. And he was a volume scorer. He had to be a volume scorer for us. So he was great. And he had, as a fair defender, and he never bumped, he had 1.6 steals over his career on average. So. Uh, oh, yeah. He's yeah. a really great player. And actually, you know, I uh, undersell, undersold his points per game. I was looking at the per 30 minutes. It's 23.6 points per game overall, as you say, 1.6 steals. But you're right about the percentages. I think that's got to be it. 31.1% from three career, 66.1% from the line. So 
uh, you know, a guy who was very efficient inside the arc. And it, it did not seem to me at, at all like he was a defensive liability. So ratings are what they are, but they don't necessarily tell the full story, that's for sure. Uh, on the flip side, Jaheim Baker, who played for my team, had great ratings and played up to them. Uh, he was a guy who scored a lot, not not a lot, but for a big guy in high school, uh, he was able to score 15.3 points per game and just had all-around numbers. Uh, from the center position, 15.3 points per game, I thought would lead him to be good shot. So I guess in one sense, I, I had a similar experience on signing day with him. He came in only fair shot. Uh, but he was excellent darn near everywhere else and later bumped to good shot. Um, he was excellent defense and excellent rebounding and eventually became excellent hands as well, if I'm not mistaken. Now I've got to go check on my coach page here, make sure I don't mess that up. Let me take a look at Baker history. It's my team, season 23. Jaheim Baker, good shot, excellent defense, excellent hands, excellent rebounding, good intelligence, good athlete. Now, unfortunately, the shame of his career is, speaking of the NTT again, uh, we never got past the first round of the NTT with him. And, you know, Whitmer was able to lead you to the Sweet 16, but uh, unfortunately we did not have the right pieces around Baker uh, for, for us to get there. And he had to move around some, too. We had a, a real top-heavy, large team for a while, such that he was playing small forward. Later he was able to go play center and, and really dominate. But, again, both of these players, very successful careers in the PNTT. Um, I'm I'm just glad that we're able to remember them after they've gone like this and have them be honored. We certainly appreciate Coach V for running this tournament and just to have both of these guys discussed, whether it be by us and potentially listened to by anybody else, uh, is really an honor, and I'm sure you agree with me, Coach. I do. I miss them because uh, we've fallen off the cliff without them. Well, you never know. The next Zachary Whitmer or Jaheim Baker could be right around the corner for anybody. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Never know, even if they may not be a dime a dozen. Well, I appreciate it, Coach. Thanks for the time. And uh, we'll throw it back to Coach V for the next podcast. All right. Pleasure. I had the third team all-decade uh, player, Samuel Killo. Um, so how you doing, Coach? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks for coming in. Awesome. So Samuel Killo comes in on the third team of the um, all-time PNTT uh, standings, and he just had just an incredible career. Some of his uh, um, career stats were uh, so he went um, 54.44% uh, true shooting percentage, uh, 97 free throws. Um, he, he didn't have a ton of assists. He only had third. He only had 13 assists, but he had 56 steals in those 24 games that he played, so more than two steals a game, um, and uh, scored 173 points. Some of the all-time records, um, as we yeah, as we uh, look at it, Kilo, uh, sorry, oh, there it is. Yeah, so he was ninth in season 22 with 17 steals. Um, he was, yeah, any, yeah, just just an incredible player. Um, play, play great. How about you tell me a little bit about what he did for your team and what he meant for your team overall? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I generally don't go for the score first, no pass point guard, but we just didn't have really have a choice across his whole career. Um, and he couldn't play shooting guard at all. Like I tried him in um, various scrimmages and stuff, and he just stank as, as a shooting guard. 
But obviously, you put him at a point guard, and he's like top twenty in league history in in points. Um, and we we needed him to score a whole bunch of points, and every year he scored like more than a third of our points. Um, so he was just a, a huge volume scorer, and and like you pointed out, he was just amazing at getting to the line. Um, mm-hmm. So I think he's like finished. He's like top twenty five in league history in free throw attempts. Like he wasn't super efficient, but um, Obviously, just putting that that foul pressure on your opposing point guard or your, just your opposing players. Period. He was really good at getting in the paint and and mixing it up in there. Um, and yeah, he was good at steals. And I was actually surprised when you said he had that many assists. I mean, he had like I think it's thirty four for his whole career uh, as a, as a point guard that played thirty two hundred minutes at point guard. So he was definitely a, a shoot first, second, and third kind of no conscience scorer. Yeah. Yeah, so he was uh, third all-time in steals uh, for career stats in the PNTT. Um, and, yeah, uh, I was, I was taking a look earlier, I think he averaged like, 29.3 points per game across the PNTT and like yeah. two and a third steals or something like that. So just some pretty crazy volume. And now my uh, – it's being a little slow, but that's okay. He was uh, sixth in um, free throws made uh, um, in the PNTT and PNTT history. Um, trying to find points here, but just just one of those guys that you know you could count on. He did so much. Um, what? Yeah. What? What do you think? Uh, I mean, he obviously did so much for your program, but. Um, when you look back on those years that you had him, um, obviously you said he wasn't. So he was actually first. First, he's actually first number one in points all time in the PNTT with seven hundred and two. So total points, um, no one's, no one scored more than him. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, if you're willing, would you be? Could you share his uh, his ratings with us and yeah, just sure. what it's like having a guy like him on your team and like and uh, yeah. Okay, so he's five eleven and he's an excellent shooter, excellent athlete, good defender with straight fares for hands, rebounds, and intelligence, which is not at all what I normally look yeah. for in a point guard. But uh, hey, yeah, he was too keep on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, if it works, it works. And also, he was he had 702 points. The number two player had 627 points. So, <laughs> I mean, it's tough to say that anyone, like too many other players, meant more to their team than Pillow. And, uh, no, and, and he did it all from, like, day one. Like, he had a yeah. career high in, in the PNTT, in his first PNTT as a freshman, when he put 44 on Rockford. Uh, in a a loss but still Um, I mean I think he tied that once more but like yeah right from the get go he was just that that dominating go to scorer um, that and yeah absolutely no conscience like I think he put up a 15 of 40 night once (laughs) we we took 79 field goals as a team and he put up 40 of them Well, he was just a special player. We were happy to have him in the PNTT, and 
Um, now he's kind of got his own little spot in history. Not that, I mean, he kind of already did, but even still, um, it's really cool to see. So, and we're going to be talking about Darian Alfred. So Darian is the only player on any of these teams that played less than 24 games. Um, he played 18. He only played three seasons of the PNTT, but man, were they memorable. <laughs> he had two, um, he had two first team, um, two first team all PNTT uh, finishes, one second team uh, PNTT finish, and he was just on some of uh, maybe he's been some of the best, the best players. Uh, or yeah, he's he was one of the best players. And you know, if he, if he kept up that pace as a freshman when we didn't have the tournament, he might have been the uh, MVP. Um, of this tournament. So, uh, yeah, coach, what do you, uh, yeah, just tell me a little bit about, uh, Alfred, what he meant to your team, what he meant to the PNTT, um, how this tournament kind of helped bring out the best in him, stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of mentioned it there. It's almost like he knew that this was, this was a big deal because he, he really reserved some of his best performances of his career for this tournament. Um, I don't have access to the, the old scrim. He did just as well there as he did in the games that we can see. I mean, if you look, I think, you know, like you said, he only played, um, you know, from the preliminary rounds, he only played 18 games in the PNTT, you know, whereas the other guys probably played 24 plus the scrimmages. And in those 18 games, I just looked and he had nine games where he had a game score of over 30 out of 18, which is ridiculous. And to make those, and he actually had a couple duds where he like almost fouled out or maybe he did foul out. And so he didn't play many minutes. So he had like, a, you know, like a zero game score in one of those. So to still make it kind of speaks to how dominant he was in some of those other performances. And I think I told you this before, but it's it's amazing that he's able to do it because he was part of a 1-1 class. And this was not just yeah. like a normal 1-1 class. This was like a 1-1 class of like three humongous studs, like three of the best players to ever play for this program. So it's kind of hard to stand out usually when, when that happens. But um I mean, he was able to do it. I mean, he, he was just a very good all-around player. Um, sometimes he wouldn't score in some of the other games. He'd be more of a facilitator. But in these games, he seemed to do everything. I mean, he came with the offense, with, with the passing, the defense. I mean, he's, he was the point guard, so he was he was probably the, the key player on those on those 1-1 teams. Overall, the best player. Yeah. I mean, just truly, yeah, truly an incredible player. And he had one of the... Um, let's see. There weren't that many players that even got above a 30 game score um, for, or yeah, I have a rating system that rates okay. players, and, and that's kind of how I come up with the. Uh, um, that's kind of how I come up with the uh, player MVP stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't make it. Loke made it, but um, <laughs> but yeah, just I mean, season 18, he. He had one of the highest scores um, ever. Uh, season 17, he had one of the highest scores ever. So just, I mean, you know, <laughs> just just incredible, efficient player. Um, you look at him, 58% from the field, 39 from three, 75 from the free throw line. Uh, and, you know, this guy's playing point guard, so he's getting a lot. So 64.3% true shooting percentage. Um, 37 steals in 18 games, 123 assists in 18 games. Uh, 
393 points in 18 games. So this guy, I mean, he did it all, right? He, um, yeah, he just, I, I, yeah. I, I remember in, in one of the PNTTs, we played you guys in the uh, in the finals, I remember. And yep. I think it was, I don't remember exactly what score it was, like some super high scoring, you know, knockdown, <laughs> throw down, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I think he had a great game that game too. And I think it was, you know, it, uh, I think we might have lost by like two. And I know yeah, he had a great game there. <laughs> yeah, it was right down to the wire. So, yeah, just a great player. It was just, it's just a pleasure to have him in the PNTT. And it's a bummer that we only got to see him for 18 games. Would have loved to see him for six more. Yeah, yeah. It kind of makes you wonder, like, what he could have done if, like, even if there was just one less star player on that team. I mean, um, I always wonder that about not only him, but the other players in that class. Like, if, if it was just one of them in that class instead of all three, I mean, we could have seen some just unworldly numbers from them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for talking about uh, Darian Alfred. And, oh, um, real quick, what were his ratings? Oh, yeah. Um, so um, I can't once but i think that's about it so he was excellent good excellent fair excellent good so okay. plus eight yeah that's that's a fun player to you know that's a fun player to work with yeah ideal point guard that's for sure yeah only well, one, awesome one only only a one one tie too one one tie wow okay we need to start recruiting like you <laughs> If we look at a guy like Raymond Bowens, he was one that I always thought was going to be a little bit better than he was in high school. Uh, you know, he, he graduated with the attributes of good shooting defense and hands and then excellent rebounding intelligence and athleticism. So combining the strong attributes with with an impressive kind of high school stat line, including 25 points a game, I always thought he was going to be one of those premier scores in league 31 which is not something that frankfurt's used to having on the roster but um i think he ended up still being a lot of fun to coach and i think he was someone who started a little bit immature uh coming in but was able to kind of learn from the leadership of eric leatherman and daniel james um to the point where by the time he was a senior he was just a lot more polished as a player and i think that came through um with how our games resulted.